0: Welcome to COVID Convos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcast.
1: You may be stuck inside, but we're so happy you're here. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. Join the conversation as we hope to unravel this season of COVID-19 with the help of these incredible and inspiring guests and friends. You are the king of all... You have so many friends and you're so good at keeping... Oh
2: my gosh, tell me more how amazing I am, please.
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> such a gift for having genuine relationships and I think a lot of people yearn for friendship and now in COVID it's hard to keep them honestly. Yeah
2: and look at you you met these new people today and it was like you were the best friends already thanks to you they are amazing aren't they that couple
1: they are so nice
0: I mean I have no it's no surprise to me that Austin is already hooking you up with friends because I feel like you are like the king connector Austin and so when you, I don't know if you told McKenzie this or you put on your social media that like being an extrovert um, in isolation or something has been the hardest part about this. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Uh, no, for me, it's weird because I tell people that I'm, I, this is the worst case scenario for three reasons. One, I'm an extreme extrovert who is constantly on the road traveling, who doesn't know how to cook. <laughs>
0: Someone was like, millennials are going to come out of this knowing how to cook. <laughs>
2: knowing <laughs> how to cook.
1: I think so. I mean. I have
2: man. a Rolls. I have a, this is what I love about where I live. I have a, uh, a Ferrari next to me and a Ferrari in front of me.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Like, this is crazy.
0: That's how, that is They're exactly not- why I didn't like California. I was like, I do not fit here. It is wild
2: I just uh, I just am a southern belle I just want to be in the simple eat my bojangles made from scratch I biscuits
1: bojangles like <laughs> don't judge much. me <laughs> he introduced me to the biscuits thank you
0: like my car is dirty um I have two kids in the back like I'm pulling up to chick-fil-a and
2: not I mean, today or not
1: no not. Oh, today. oh we've been going we've still been surprised. No, not today on Sunday. You spend a lot of time in your car during this
2: uh, isolation? Yes, I drive around a lot because that's the only thing that we can do that feels somewhat normal.
1: Yes, amen. And
2: when you live in such a beautiful place like Mackenzie and I do, why would you not drive up the PCH every day? East that's
0: Coast, good- West Coast.
2: I'm an East Coaster at heart, but I do, I gotta say, as much as California has its difficulties and its issues, the the view out here is absolutely stunning. Well,
0: one thing I will say is you guys have the beach, and that must be a breath of fresh air. Even if you can't go on the beach right now, just to be able to see it must be so nice. Like, we're dying to go to the beach right now. That's all we want to do. I know Bridge
1: and I have both often that we'll just get in our cars and go on a, like, by ourselves date just to get out of the craziness of the home because we both have these wild families that are just growing. And... It's it's you I escape. It's really you gotta escape. Yeah, and it's like loneliness in a group, even. But you have roommates, and oh, how do you how do you balance that out and like find your escape in isolation? Tell us about that.
2: Well, for me, um, I do have a couple guys that live in my building, and that is a uh, it's a good thing uh, to have people around. I think I'd go crazy if I was always by myself, but. Um, as an adult, I mean, there's part of it that you want your own space. And I have caught myself a couple of times where I've just went on my own and just kind of taken a couple hours just to be by myself. Um, I think one of the biggest misunderstandings for extroverts is that we always have to be with people. Um, Mm -hmm. I need my time to recharge just like the other, just another person does. Mm -hmm. Um, the difference is as an extrovert, I get, I get, uh, excited and I get filled by being around people, but that doesn't mean I don't need my own time. But I mean, this is, it's interesting because, yes, everyone's alone in the sense in ways that they haven't been before. They're not able to go do things with people. But we filled that time with more social interactions, whether it be Zoom, FaceTime, phone calls, texting. So it's not like we're not, we're not having relationships with people. We're just having to do it differently right now. Um, and so for me, at least on my end, I feel like I'm busier now than I ever have been. I'm on calls from 7 in the morning till seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. Totally. And so by the, end of the, by the end of the day, I feel completely zapped more than I ever did before to be completely candid.
1: Totally.
0: So what do you think is like the benefit of like all of this? Like, is there a benefit to connecting in this way? I mean, you've found a lot of friends and following through connecting with these digital formats already, maybe not zoom, but social media. So like I guess, can you speak to that and say kind of like how in the past um, these tools and platforms have just naturally worked for you to make relationships? Well,
2: it's interesting because before, you know, I'm in my 30s, before social media was even a thing, um, I've always just intrinsically since high school been a guy that connects people. That's just been part of something that I did naturally. Uh, Interestingly enough, and I've never discussed this publicly really, but I'll share with you a little tidbit. I moved a lot as a child. Um, I didn't go to any school for more than a year until high school. High school, I went to the same school for, actually, I I think I went to one school two years in elementary. um, But in high school was my first time I went anywhere for more than two years. Wow. Um, So I always moved and never had like my lifelong friends I grew up with. And so I always, I, I look at it now as that's that skill that I learned from, I wouldn't call it trauma, but definitely it's unusual and it's not helpful for a child not to have those, you know, Friends to grow up with um so i learned to on to be on my feet and to make friends quickly and to kind of be able to relate to people in different walks of life um and so i think that's made me into who i am today but it's been a natural occurrence for me to just connect with people and, and build relations and i'm i think in in many respects i'm i've been blessed immensely uh, by god with i mean i have more people and i don't say this to brag and i don't say it realizing that i'm not the only person but I definitely realize I'm in a different category when it comes to just the sheer number of quality, amazing people who love me and who consider me a friend and someone that they 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 care for, um, and so that's that's a true blessing. And I think, you know, in a situation like this and what we're going through with this pandemic, it has reminded me that those relationships are important and they are a big part of who I am. I love
1: that. And another thing you spoke to is like when God throws you curveballs which he has every year of your life, your childhood, you're able to just adjust. So he gave you that like special, I don't know, superhero power, because I don't think anybody just that easily, oh, new place, new start, got to figure it out. And that's what coronavirus is. And you see it with so many people via social media, friends, hearing it on the phone. People are devastated. Like I, I, I've heard like, you know, um, family members that are just like, I, I need to see people. I don't care. I can't follow the rules. I I can't be alone. And I think that scares them, but it's super cool to hear that you've been given that gift to just,
0: and we've had a few people, um, subscribe to this particular series that have not followed us before. So for people who don't know about you, Austin, the backstory is that, you know, he, you built this amazing following, um, on social media, you have like almost, I think a hundred thousand followers. Um, and that was mainly through sharing your faith and your faith experiences. Um, so I guess how, how has that kind of played out? Like, have you, um, I guess, found this time to be like a great opportunity to share faith or, um, I guess, what has that been like for you on your platforms and with Catholic Connect and everything that you're working on?
2: No, I mean, it's, it's you know, I am very blessed and even in my social media thing. And I think hopefully, I, I think if I'm doing it right, my, my Instagram account is a reflection of who I am as a person. And so my, my always, my desire is when someone meets me for the first time in real life, that I'm the same person that they, they would have guessed I would be from what they see on social media, that I'm not totally, one one, per, one person on one side and then when you meet me, I'm a completely different person. Uh, yeah. And if that's the case, uh, I think that people feel a, a, a sense of connection to me again in that same thing I said about people from my life where people feel this connection to me and that they know that they can trust me with, you know, some of their darkest secrets, some of their their biggest struggles, um we've seen that before when i've a couple times i've done these you know share something people don't know about you and just the sheer pain and stuff and and you know it's one thing to say that it's private for everybody else you know looking at the 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 responses but i see what people wrote i see what people write um and who wrote it um and so the fact that they're trusting me with this information about them that they and a lot of them hadn't shared it with anybody um i think is indicative of this connection that i've tried to build and foster this real relationship through social media, through an app that is known for being um, fake mm-hmm. um, and, making it, and making it as real as we can. And I think mm-hmm. it starts with the simple, simple thing of trying when possible to send welcome messages and trying to engage as much as I can with everybody who writes me, even the people that are obnoxious or just completely off the rocker, which happens.
1: That's really cool. And because I, this time, again, the pandemic, you want that real connection. That's what everyone's yearning for. Totally. They, like just a phone call, a text, whatever, but being face-to-face with someone, obviously we know there's nothing like that, but that I love that that's your goal with it. And you've done a good job and it's probably because you're transparent and honest and blunt. And, and Ken, I
0: feel like you said something a couple weeks ago that stood out to me. That was like, you have to put the friends on your calendar that mean that you want to have like intentional relationships with during this time. And I haven't been perfect about that, but even sending audio messages to your closest friends or, you know, doing a video chat when you can, like, it sounds like a simple thing, but like Johnny and I got invited to a Bible study from a few people that we know, and we didn't even know the impact it would have. We were just like, okay, we'll try to get the kids to bed. We'll try to do it. And we ended up doing it. And it was like, it was more than what we thought it would be. We totally needed that community. We needed that conversation specifically. And it was just very providential. So it made me realize like, okay like god is working through this time even though we're we're meeting in very strange ways like there is fruit that is totally going to come from this in the same way that like the hardship that your childhood had austin fruits came from that and i think fruits come from all of our hardships whether it's like a broken you know, a broken family or something like that. Like something in my childhood has probably helped me grow in a way as an adult now that, um, that I've been able to overcome that. And same with you. So I think that like, it's made me reflect and say like, struggle is actually kind of a good thing because then hard things happen and they're not that hard for you because it's like, I've been through this and I've also prayed about it and I've come out the other side. So I've just seen some really funny things, like people devastated that they can't work out or something. And that is hard for sure. But it's like there are bigger things happening right now. Like your personal schedule being altered is like – it's hard, but it's not like the end of the world. It's not the Great Depression or anything.
2: (laughs) It is not the end of the world as we know it. And I think for me, another thing I was kind of reflecting on, because I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying – How are you handling this? You know, people know that I'm used to traveling nonstop and I'm used to being a social butterfly and my calendar is filled up with dinners and meetings and this and that. Mm -hmm. But it's been relatively like painless. And I I don't mean like I'm not suffering from it because every couple of days I get a reminder of a flight I'm supposed to be on in my calendar that is not happening. Um, So that's hard. But I think twofold. One, having served in the military and, and overseas where there was a long period of time, I wasn't allowed to leave the base. I was kind of restricted to what I could do. Um, I lived in a place for a very long time on the on a base in the military in Iraqi freedom where you weren't allowed to leave at all for period like months uh, and then serving in the uh, being in the seminary and my last seminary I was at was in the middle of nowhere where you would there would be weeks where you didn't go out and I ended up having to get on vitamin d pills because I wasn't going outside for weeks at a time um, so, I, so I wonder if that's part of it for me where it's just not like to be honest and I'm, I'm sure people that know me are surprised but I mean it's annoying, don't get me wrong, and it's it's frustrating just kind of not being able to do like the convenient stuff that we like. But it's been relatively kind of easy to get through this. I don't know. That's awesome.
1: And to your point My heart
2: my heart goes out I'm sorry, but my heart goes out to the people that have really struggled through this and had losses of loved ones and yeah uh, or even even people that have had family members that have died from something completely different but aren't able to go to the funeral because of Yeah. I mean that's that's my my true Thing. And I also, um, I've been torn a little bit, but, you know, just hearing of all the people that are, you know, I can't imagine my senior year in high school was amazing. Uh, my last year of senior year in college was amazing. So while it's easy to say, you know, oh, life happens, don't worry about it. I do feel for the people that are missing That's out on those. True. Yeah, those, those
0: are moments. big things.
2: Those are big things. And it's, it's, it's easy to downplay and say, you know, there's bigger things. But to you in that moment, this is the big thing. And we need to embrace That's what people true. are. And, and be sympathetic to just how different people are handling it.
1: Yeah, that's
0: very true. It,
1: it's yeah. definitely an opportunity though. I, Yeah, that's the school thing is hard. High school. I have totally. And weddings. Well,
2: weddings. weddings awesome. yeah. But I, I think. I was supposed to be in North Carolina right, to literally today for a wedding this weekend for a, a captain in the Marine Corps. But- yeah.
0: Yeah. We had a wedding get canceled as well. And I just feel so bad for these couples, like lots of couples that are having to cancel or, or just get married by themselves, which is like, I don't know what I would want to do in that instance. You're so excited to get married, but like you obviously want everyone there. So these are for sure hardships, but, um, the weirdest thing too, about COVID is the, the variety of experiences are so varied. Like, Like, like you said, graduations missed and weddings and things like that. That's devastating. But then there's people dying, but then there's people like me and Mackenzie, we're with our families. Like, it's not bad. Like, I mean, our complaints though are like big to us on some days, but then I have to personally check myself and be like, this is not that bad. Like you're getting annoyed by your spouse, but like people would die for this right now, you know? And like something that's driving you crazy is something that someone's like literally wishes they had,
2: so. And some people would kill to be able to be with Johnny for this long of a period of time, you know?
0: I know, right? It's like, here I am about to just
1: bonk him. And (laughs) it's so, it's all relative. Like I can't even, ugh, I
2: know. It's so true, like the little. It's It's a cliche. Now I will say for the record, I have told many people, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, that uh, for me, the three biggest things about my being quarantined like this is, one, I'm an extreme extrovert who's used to being around people. Two, uh, I'm used to traveling nonstop. And three, I don't know how to cook. So this is, literally is DEFCON 4 in the uh, the struggle bus.
1: What have you been cooking?
2: Uh, not. Uh, I either have people bring me something or... My roommates have cooked some things or then, I, go out, I go out to eat a lot. You uh, should start a or,
0: meal train for Austin.
2: <laughs> I know. It's like, I've been, and this is the thing, is like, yes, I'm a grown man. Yes, I have like responsibility, but I tr- I'm always on the road typically anyway and just traveling and doing something. And for our generation and for like business related and just even social, so much is surrounded by food, right? Mm-hmm. um so it's, it's a big part of that especially out here in the culture in california it's always going to somewhere totally to, to get a to grab a bite to eat. but then the other part is for me i lived in i was in the military for a long time then i went into the seminary for a long time i lived in rectories for a long time like i just haven't really had an opportunity to, to learn and it's also difficult to cook for one person and yeah. when i lived on my own before uh i my sister got me a george Foreman grill so i used it and both times i gave myself food poisoning so i'm just kind of uh, skeptical of my abilities. I'm right there with you,
0: Austin. Like, Mackenzie over here is like Wolfgang Puck, and I am like literally like making ramen for my children.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah.
2: can make some mean spaghetti, and I could probably do tacos in a pinch. In
1: a yeah. pinch. Tacos are all easy. easy. I love Faustina because she talks about small sufferings, and then she's like, if we can just get to a place where we delight in them. So, like, you can maybe delight in your non-abilities and just find friendships
2: oh i oh, I, I delighted in them all the way to the restaurant <laughs> <laughs> is there a way Anna, enough, I'm spending more money for what?
0: like where are you going these days like what is your go-to takeout
2: i literally was with a friend the other day in the car and we were eating sushi i've eaten more in my car the last couple weeks we got sushi together um, that sounds And like i'm a meeting a friend today i'm I'm meeting a friend today for takeout at my favorite Mediterranean, or not Mediterranean, uh, Malaysian restaurant. That is
1: hilarious. You really, like use this time to your benefit. You've you've had an excuse to eat out all the time.
0: Well, Mackenzie, oh, yeah. and Colin sent us like an Uber Eats gift card when they left. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew that we would be needing that gift card? Like we used it immediately, and we actually got sushi, and it was like one of the funnest nights we've had since this whole thing happened. Because it was
1: just like a treat. Like, yeah. you're make, you made it. I mean, late so late the movie.
2: so really, really everything has worked out for you, Bridget, because you got, let me see. you got both the Uber Eats and you got a Peloton. I mean, you're ready for quarantine.
0: Yeah, I have a Peloton. I'm good to go. Johnny has told me not to mention the Peloton on social media any longer. He said he thinks I'm bragging and that I need to tone it down. <laughs> Those
1: were his words. Saying I will that say
2: this. husband's. I will say this there's been nothing on social media with my new car i'm not going to brag about a new car when people are suffering out there
0: dang oh. just just dag, dagger me more austin
2: <laughs> by the way liz and matt also got a peloton they did yeah
0: it's, it's, definitely, it's a movement like it's really funny how johnny was oh by his friends to get it like his old football friends they're in a group chat together and this is the funniest group chat I've ever seen like they zoom each other while they peloton and they wear like weird outfits and they just it's the most it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen but... How fun is that like making the most of the corner yeah I love that. it's true it's like just guys being weird
1: but
2: we hey, like on, to be weird
1: what guys. is one thing can you hear me on here sorry what is yeah. one thing that you will take away in your daily schedule post quarantine
2: like no more zoom calls no more zoom
1: calls i like
2: it everyone's saying oh zoom stock is but i I hope zoom stock plummets after this one because they support planned parenthood so much but two because i don't want to spend my time on zoom calls anymore i want to go i want to fly and see you i want to talk to you in person Although, I will say I was ahead of the curve. I've been using FaceTime since it first came out. I love FaceTime. That's true of you. I love it because then I know that we're actually paying attention. You're, we're actually talking. And yeah. it's crazy. So, like, I only get to see my best. My best friend is a priest up in Wisconsin. I only get to see him a couple times a year. But when I see him, it's, it's always like I just saw him because we talk all the time on FaceTime. Yeah. So, it's not like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen him so long. I see you all the time. What, what's the big deal?
0: Right. Just That's now not so I can true. punch it it makes you feel like you're with the person and when we stopped working in person at the office, um, we did have like kind of an agreement. Like if you have to have a discussion, like really try hard to FaceTime the person because if you email or text, it's just not the same. And like, if you have a call, that's fine, but it just, it's not the same as like me seeing you guys, your faces, like the way that we're reacting. So I think, yeah, it's,
2: I think that's a good point. I think the people in your audience should know that you insisted that I get off the road where I was enjoying my nice drive and sit in a parking lot so you could see me.
0: Yeah. We needed to see your face, Austin.
2: No one one needs that.
0: (laughs) Is there anything else that when you leave like this time, like personally, spiritually, that you think that you'll take away, like, will anything be different for you when you go back?
2: Well, I mean, it's a greater appreciation for all of us Catholics to the Eucharist, the the readiness and the the, the availability of the sacraments. I mean, we've, we've all taken that for granted, every single one of us. Um, so I think for all of us, it's going to be a, re- a reminder of the fact of how blessed we are in our country um, to have the sacraments still readily available and have priests readily available. Um, that's been, it has to be the number one thing that's been the hardest of all this for everybody that I know is not being able to go to mass, not being able to go to confession and just having that time. Um, so that has to be number one. And number two is brunches after mass. I mean, I'm ready.
0: Amen to both of those. I
1: wholeheartedly agree. I love that. But Any advice? No, I just, any advice sorry, just getting into, um, I don't know, not getting into social media, but how they can use it to leave a mark in a positive way and grow their genuine friendships and
2: yeah it's reaching out to people. I mean, every single like I would say in the last few years, forty percent of my new friends, maybe even more, have started out on social media. Wow have started out All of us here are connected because of social media, the three of us. Um, the reason I'm friends with Colin and Johnny, and I love those guys, like is because their wives started following me on social media. Um, my one of my biggest jobs that I do right now is you, the job that I just received recently is because, that guy's wife started following me on social media a couple years ago. And,
1: what job is you know that? I mean?
2: the, the thing that I'm doing for, in Kansas City.
1: Oh, I didn't know that one.
0: Yeah, you do. Austin's managing multiple accounts.
1: How many jobs you have. Uh, <laughs> so many jobs, Austin. <laughs> I don't to speak about it. More.
0: Well, if you guys aren't following him already, follow The Basic Catholic. And... um yeah, Austin, thank you so much for being here with us on COVID combos. Well, no, I am.
2: Much. I am very thankful. And I, my only question is, did I get to be on the show before Father Patrick Mary Briscoe or after? <laughs> <Before>. <laughs>
1: well, technically, well, you're being re- <laughs> technically recording before, but you're on after.
2: It's good.
1: We have to space out our good ones. Yeah, the good ones are space. Now everyone's going to hear that.
2: So you haven't, but you haven't interviewed him yet. We
1: interviewed him on Tuesday.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, good. I have one special request. I want, I would love nothing more than you ask him about our friendship. And here, I'll give you one more piece. Okay. Ask him about the, ask him about the time that we literally almost died together.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait. That'll be a surprise and delight, Bridge. <gasps> like, I actually, like, I
2: actually, like we, I, we both bawled. We literally almost died. Huh? How do
1: you know Father Patrick?
2: I, w- I knew Father Patrick when he was Ryan, and we were in college seminar together for a number of years Wait, in Minnesota. Really? He was a diocesan guy before he went to the Dominicans. I mean, Lord willing, someday I'll be a Father Austin, but I'll go by Quick. Father Quick?
0: Father quick? I have to call yeah. you Father Austin if you become a priest.
2: Well, you're my friend, so that's different. But Father Quick is like, it's also good for like, oh, we're going to go to Father Quick's Mass, the Quick Mass. Oh, Lordy.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then it'll take two hours. And they'll be surprised. But no, <laughs> uh, so I actually just was on the phone before we talked today with Father Patrick Mary, because he's leading, he's in my, my men's support group, and he's leading the uh, reflection tonight. Oh no but, way. Uh, And he's also really good. He actually knows uh, Beatrice really well. So it's like, he's always commenting about the Catholic world being so small.
1: The connection you've created, honestly, for everybody. Ladies, I just want to say
2: thank you for being a witness. I know that it's easy to forget this, but Um, Your young families are a witness to so many people. So thank you for your witness and just being bold, be Catholic, uh, be happy, and just keep uh, doing what you're doing, those small miracles every day. Thanks,
1: Austin. Thank you, Austin. We love you. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Stay sane.
0: Thanks for listening to COVID Combos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcasts. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast, or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.